0: to me radio.
1: Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to another all new edition of Geek to Me Radio. I am currently down here at Wizard World, St. Louis. We've got a ton of geeky stuff to get to. We've got an interview with Barry Bostwick. We have an interview with James Marsters and Lauren Lester, the voice of Robin and Nightwing. All that and more live from downtown. Stand by. We're
2: talking TV, comics and movies,
3: and video games. And if you don't
0: know, Star Trek and Star Wars will try to explain drug for were more chances
1: And for those of you who are listening live, thank you very much for tuning in. I think we made some new friends in the Doctor Who panel today here down here at Wizard World, which I was uh, invited to help co-host. It was a great panel. If you sat in on that and are listening to the show now, thank you. As always, if you're listening to this in the podcast form or on iTunes, we appreciate your support as well. Make sure to give us a five-star review because we need a lot of those. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank our sponsor, com as we do every week for helping to make this show happen. Historicstcharles.com, head to the website, check it out. It's a gorgeous day out today. This is the epitome of a perfect spring day. And if you're not down here at Wizard World with me, hopefully you're going to visit Historic St. Charles. You can head out there. Uh, walk up and down the old cobblestone streets, soak in the history. And, of course, plenty of places to eat. You can shop, stop in the uh, ice cream place there called Little O's and get yourself a gooey butter milkshake. They've got all sorts of eateries up and down the street. You can sit outdoors. Today. It's a great day to sit outdoors, have a glass of wine at the winery of the Little Hills. You can shop till you drop up and down the street. It's a fantastic place. There's always something going on. So please visit the website, Charles dot com We're very proud to have them as the premier sponsor of Geek to Me Radio. As I said, I am downtown at Wizard World St. Louis. We are on day two. They kicked it off yesterday. Uh, really good crowd here, and a lot of fantastic guests which we're going to get to. Barry Bostwick was supposed to be down here, and they were going to do a live rocky horror show. He had a scheduling conflict for which he apologized profusely. And he was kind enough to call in and help promote. They're still doing the Rocky Horror Show tonight, and there are still tickets available down here at the convention center. You can go to wizardworldstlouis.com, or wizardworld.com to check out if you want to get the tickets online, or they're available if you come down and uh, hang out at the con. Come see me and everyone else. And we also want to say a few weeks ago we had Jim Oosley and Ben Sawyer on our show. They did the graphic novel The Dead Palace. If you're a fan of horror anthologies... You need to come down here. They're both here. You can have them sign a copy of the Dead Palace. You can pick it up. It's fantastic. The art, the story, it's 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 fantastic. You need to come down and say hello to Ben and say hello to Jim and get the Dead Palace and get it signed by both the artist and the writer. So as I mentioned, Barry Bosworth unable to be here, but he did call
4: in and we had a nice chat with Barry. Here we go. And we are joined now by none other than the one and only Barry Bostwick. Barry, thanks very much for taking time to be on air with us.
5: Oh, I'm a pleasure. I'm I'm so glad to be here with you, James.
4: So we're down here at Wizard World, and we're very disappointed that you weren't able to make it. Filming conflicts, things like that, that comes up when you're a celebrity, we get it. Uh, But the Rocky Horror Picture Show Extravaganza is still going on because the show must go on.
5: Yes, of course it is. It's tonight and uh uh on Saturday night. And it's I'm I'm going to attempt and I think I'm gonna be able to do it, to Skype my way into the arena and uh and have a chat with the audience and uh just basically play with their heads for a few minutes and then <laughs> introduce the film and uh um, there'll probably be some other guest sort of stars and it's gonna be a fun, fun evening. i we've done it once or twice before at Other Wizard World events and um they everybody's had a ball everybody's had a ball
4: and this is just such an iconic i mean the rocky horror picture show celebrating its uh, 42nd anniversary this year back when you yeah. first signed on to do it um you always get those as an actor i'm sure you always get those kind of vibes like oh this is gonna be really good or man eh, this might be okay was there any sense at the time you were doing it that this is going to have the cultural impact that it's had
5: well, no, because, you know, it was it, it was subject matter and it was uh, uh, sort of visuals and, and certainly rock and roll that was so popular at the time in the mid-70s. Mm. Uh, and it might not have been popular in in Des Moines, but it was certainly popular where I lived in New York or Los Angeles or London because it was a big hit on the stage right. for t- close to two years before we even did the movie. So it was always... A cool thing to do and to be in, and uh, so I um, uh, I was I was actually quite shocked when it first came out, and and it didn't do any business. It was actually panned, and uh, the, the the studio gave up on it really quickly. And then they just and then some smart guy over there said, "Hey, how about putting it on the midnight circuit?" And uh, you know within six months they put it out on the circuit, and then it just slowly crawled its way up to the top. And uh, thanks to the fans who took it to their heart and minds and bodies and, uh, you know, loved it and, and continued to love it. We're in our third generation now.
4: And as far as that kind of story goes, where something's panned by the critics, because sometimes it's like, what do they know? But then it ends up finding a, an audience. You're in great company. Cause you think about it. Um, it's a wonderful life. Same thing. When the studio released it, it was panned, Nobody liked it. Now it's a perennial favorite office space. Uh, went right to DVD, and now it's its beloved. So I, I'd say Rocky Horror is in good company as far as that goes.
5: Yeah, I do too. Well, you know, Rocky Horror is filled with very colorful uh, characters and actors who played the characters, and particularly Tim Curry, who just eats up the screen. I mean, it was a, it was a performance of a lifetime for Tim. And I'm glad he did the movie and... Um, th- they didn't give it to some big rock and roll star at the time, um, because that was the other way to go. They were easily going to go really big budget, and and get uh, you know the Rolling Stones uh, to play all the parts or something like that. And then, uh, but then they decided to really be honest to the piece and and bring back the original people, except for Susan myself. But even uh, Meatloaf did it on stage in Los Angeles. So. Uh, we were, um, uh, Susan and I were the sort of outsiders, which was perfect because the characters are the outsiders. Exactly.
4: So I know talking about acting, you've actually, uh, they've, they've some of the, you've been on TV, I can't even count the number of IMDb hits you've got as far as movies and TV credits you've racked up, uh, an impressive array, and I know a couple times you've even had the little homages to Rocky, you were in an episode of Glee not too long ago, uh, where they did a yeah. Rocky Horror, an episode of Cold Case. Um is it is it enjoyable for you to come back and revisit that kind of uh tongue in cheek way in these t v episodes?
5: yeah, I mean, if it's done wisely, you know if it's done creatively, I thought Cold case was brilliant. I thought the way they used the the whole the whole soundtrack and the backstory and uh um and probably the most brilliant thing they did was to cast me, of course uh <laughs> And, that's uh, a given. That's a given. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so it was. Um, that's. I think they've been the most uh, successful at at using it. You know, it goes all the way back to fame. They 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 used the scene in Fame, uh, the movie, and mm-hmm. um, and it's been used so many times. And uh, Glee did a good job. Uh, Meatloaf and I played some couple of ancillary characters in that episode of Glee and we we kept on looking at each other going how come we're not singing why didn't they give us a song it's glee for god's sake you know and meatloaf is a you know a huge sort of rock and roll iconic star and and um, you know i'm just another actor but he, they should have given him something to sing, but uh, I think they missed out on that.
4: We'll talk briefly, too. I want to say uh, all the you're constantly popping up in TV, New Girl. I loved your, your turn on New Girl, uh, where you were at the airport with Schmidt and Cece, uh, Cougar Town, Franklin and Bash scandal, Masters of Sex. You just never know where we're going to see Barry Boswell pop up. And you've got a movie coming out still this year, you were talking about.
5: Uh, Bigger, Fatter Liar, which just came out on DVD through Universal. And uh, that's a fun sort of family movie. Um, and and uh, one month out, a movie I did with um, uh, John Schneider, actually, wrote and directed it. He's uh, I, And I keep on telling him he should just get out of acting altogether and just write and direct. Because he has his own studio you know, outside of New Orleans. And he just bangs out these movies. And he's so... Prolific and brilliant at it, and uh, but uh, yeah, and this is this was a thriller I did with him, and he 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 plays a part in it, a small part, thank God, you know, because I had to direct him in his scenes as because he directed me in all of my scenes. I think he he looked askance at me when I said, I think John, I think you should do another take on that, Uh and because and I I wanted him just really basically wanted to stick my elbow in his side and uh <laughs> you know and but he's very good in it and so that's 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 that i'm on a show called still the king with billy ray cyrus on um on uh what is that cmt and yeah. uh, i just we just finished the last episode of girlfriend's guide to divorce that's on bravo um yesterday day before yesterday up in vancouver so um I, those shows will be coming out soon all over the you know all over TV and um yeah it's what I do for a living it's what I've done for over 50 years and I couldn't be happier doing it and still doing it and I look forward to every day when they say your call times at 5:30 in the morning
4: and we uh, we wish you could be here with us this coming uh, I guess I should say this this coming evening, seven PM tonight. There are still yeah. tickets available at wizardworld.com. Go to Wizardworld.com Saint Louis. They have general admission tickets still available for fifteen, the Golden Circle tickets for thirty five, and I think that even includes a T shirt and hopefully Barry Bostwick will get to Skype with all of us uh, at the yeah. performance. So we wish yeah, you well. well.
5: I'm doing i I'm doing a thing for PBS that, that it, that's a live well it's a live tape of a show called Ellis Island it's a concert uh that we're doing it with the Pacific Symphony that just came up and it came up at the last minute and I had done the cast album for it years ago and and now they're finally going to record it for PBS for the Great Performances their kickoff their kickoff show this year and um it's a it's a wonderful uh, symphonic piece where seven uh, there's seven actors who voice uh, seven characters are real people who came to Ellis Island and, and talk, talking about their memories of it. And uh, it's a charming, very moving piece, so you can see that. And I'll probably Skype from backstage at the Pacific symphony to, to uh, as I'm about to go out and do something really classy. <laughs> and then I'll just yell obscenities at uh, the Rocky Horror people right before I go out and stand in front of a full orchestra. Uh that's my life. It's all contrast. contrasts.
4: Just stand close to the percussion session and no one will probably notice the string of obscenities you'll blurt out at everyone. No, I'm <laughs> fine.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true.
4: Well, Barry Boswick, it has been an absolute pleasure for me to speak with you. Uh, you're, uh, I'm a huge fan and th- we're going to miss you this Saturday tonight, uh, but we look forward to having you back in St. Louis sometime soon.
5: I'm looking forward to it. I've never been to St. Louis, and maybe hopefully next year I'll come back with Wizard World and we'll uh, redo it again, and uh, there'll be another a fourth generation of people who will want to come and lose their virginity uh, in (laughs) front of a large amount of people.
4: I don't think that that thrill of that's never going to go away, so we'll be doing that probably four (laughs) and five generations out.
5: Thanks, Shane, very much.
4: Thank you. Have a great day.
5: There he
1: goes, Barry Boswick. Very sad that he's not going to be able to attend tonight, but the show must go on, as we said in the beginning of that interview. Uh, The tickets are still available, wizardworld.com. Find the St. Louis show and pick up your tickets for that. Gene Simmons is also still doing his live show tonight at the pageant, so uh, he's down here right now signing autographs. You can come down and check out all the great stars that are down here. We are going to come back with another Celebrity, James Marsters from Buffy the Vampire Slayer talking about the 20th anniversary of Buffy and his show Vidiots. we're gonna come back with that and so much more so stand by thank you for listening it's geek to me radio I have
5: one thing to say and I ran
4: it
0: Hi, everybody, this is James Masters with his sexy fake British accent. You're listening to Geek to Me Radio. And
1: that's right, the voice of James Masters, who you can come down here and meet at Wizard World St. Louis. We're down at the Convention Center right here on Washington Street, Washington Avenue, uh, right downtown across from the Marriott. I'm looking out the window at the Marriott right now, a bunch of people driving by. There's a horse drawn carriage. It's a beautiful day out, and uh, if you want to come down here, there's still time to visit with your favorite celebrities. James Marsters was here at Wizard World last year as well. We had a nice chat with him then uh, about a project he was just starting called Vidiots. We talked to him a little bit about that this time, too. He's just such a nice guy, really down to earth. And of course, he is here with Charisma Carpenter, who played Cordelia on Buffy and then on the spinoff Angel. And it's Buffy's 20th anniversary it was 20 years ago this year back in march uh just last month that buffy the vampire slayer season one aired as a mid-season replacement show on what was then wb now it's the cw of course and it's amazing that 20 years later we're still talking about buffy uh entertainment weekly had a fantastic spread on the show uh they got the entire cast back everyone from uh, Wesley and Anya and Seth Green was there who played Oz. And if you, uh, that should be coming out hitting newsstands fairly soon. Uh, I'll be posting pictures because I, I have a copy and I had James and uh, Charisma both sign over their pictures in the in the spread because we've got the entire cast. And it's a gorgeous photo. And James Marsters was joking that uh, he was, Oh, you see this picture here? That jacket they gave me to wear. I said, This is a really cool jacket. Uh, can I can I buy it off you? And they said, no, James, this is a $30,000 jacket. And they got it just for this one shoot. It's crazy. But I will have all these pictures if you're following me on Twitter or Instagram. It's at geek all one word. I hope you're following me. If not, please do. Love to have you. And you'll be able to see all the pictures I'm posting from down here at Wizard World St. Louis, including that one I just mentioned I'll have up a little bit later on today. And with no further hesitation let's jump right into our chat with the one and only james marsters
4: so we're here at wizard world st louis talking to james marsters uh from across the fandom smallville buffy torchwood everything you've done it all
0: I have done some of it. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. I keep getting in shows that I enjoy watching.
4: And we just uh, saw you here last year. So thank you for coming back to St. Louis, by the way. And uh, last year we talked about Vidiots. Uh, How's it going?
0: It is going fabulous. Uh, We are finishing our first season. And we have sold a lot of subscriptions on uh, Vimeo and on Amazon. And uh, the show keeps getting better. Uh, we were locked down in Los Angeles because I was shooting a new uh, show called Runaways, and uh, our editor started directing, and he turned out to be a great director. <laughs> and I think the show just the show just like took off, uh, and is a lot uh, a lot more complex when we were in LA. We had a lot of extras and a lot of. Uh, a lot of other actors come in, and it, um, and it got really fun and also very tiring. And now we're afraid because, like, a, a lot of times Mark and I just shoot the show on the road, and I'm the cameraman. I'm I'm shooting Mark and I with my with my hand, and there's only so many shots you can get that way. <laughs> and, and like and we're like, oh no, we've already peaked. Like we uh, the, the LA stuff is going to be a lot better than what we get.
4: This should challenge you to raise the bar higher. Exactly. Just moves you forward. Exactly. So we uh, have you here and you're with Charisma Carpenter.
0: Yeah.
4: At, uh, and it's got to be a big year because this is the 20th anniversary yeah. of, of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer hitting the airwaves on what was the WB, now it's the CW. Yeah. How would, in your words, what would you describe, what would you attribute the, uh, I guess the. <laughs> pull that it's had on pop culture and it's staying power for the past 20 years?
0: I think, um... Buffy was a good way for the writers and the actors to kind of tell the audience, hey, if you're having a hard time right now, you're not alone. We've been through that, too. Uh, if you feel like nobody understands you, or if you feel like you're you're really tired, or uh, if you're getting picked on, um, we've been through that. And, uh and by the way here's a stake so so you can just stake that bully in through the heart you know uh, I think that um, it obviously had a big impact on stronger female characters uh, but I think that at the end of the day uh, the theme of the show was don't give up which is a great theme. You know, like I, I'm a Star Trek fan, and yeah. and uh, the theme of Star Trek was just, you can afford to hope, it's not stupid to hope, the human race can make it, and that's just a very powerful uh, message to be giving to to the world, and Buffy had, I think, an equally powerful message, which is no matter how hard it gets, it's the, the world is not perfect, the world is often really horrendous actually, uh, but don't give up.
4: And the character of Spike on Buffy uh, Obviously a huge fan favorite There's Team Angel and there's Team Spike yeah. um, What do you think Personally about the character Had such an impact Because you were in season 2 They brought you back for the episode of season 3 Which was great, you're drunk and you're stumbling around in Sunnydale yeah. And then you became a season regular again on 4 What do you think of, is it about Spike That resonated so much that they people, the fans Wanted more and more and more of
0: him I think uh, Spike was just having fun and the interesting thing was that he was having fun ripping people's throats out, and so it's just kind of kind of surprising that you would have a character that was having that much fun doing really horrible things. Uh, but uh, I come from theater, and there's a there's a saying in theater that says uh, it's called a play for a reason. No one pays to watch you work, so I always try to try to find the fun that the character's having and also the fun that I'm supposed to have on set uh, and it was weird to think oh wait a minute this guy's a, guy, this guy's a murderer but he's just having a great time doing it and just give over to that and I, I think it was those two things Yeah. and James Marsters really really
4: good the, gir- hair. the hair helped obviously yeah <laughs> James Marsters is here all weekend long so if you're listening to this live right now come down say hi get an autograph get a photo op and uh, James Marsters thanks for coming back through St. Louis
0: my pleasure my brother good to meet you
1: just a phenomenally genuinely good guy James Marsters and we have this video up of my first interview with him from last year if you go to geek click the YouTube link and that will take you to the channel. You can scroll down and find the uh, interview we did last year. It's actually a video interview uh, for the press launch party of Wizard World, and that'll be up there. And uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel while you're there. I think I'm coming up on 100 people. So just crawling along <laughs> with your help, I'll get there. That's uh, radio.com and hit the YouTube button, and just hit that subscribe tab, James Marster's interview, a bunch of the, uh, other interviews up there as well. But, yeah, James will be here all weekend, so if you can't get down today, he'll be here tomorrow signing autographs, taking photos, and just stop by and tell him you said hello. We are going to take our next break, and this next set, we are going to be talking with the voice of Robin slash Nightwing from Batman the Animated Series, Lauren Lester. We'll talk about his upcoming projects and more, so stand by.
2: Hi, this is Lauren Lester, the voice of Nightwing, and you're listening to geek to me Radio.
1: Lauren Lester and Kevin Conroy, if you are, like me, a fan of Batman the Animated Series, and how can you not be, it, uh, it totally just turned the whole uh, cartoon animation on its head when it came out back in 1992, and Kevin Conroy, the voice Batman and Lauren Lester, are both here at Wizard World. I've uh, got them to sign some stuff again if you're following me on Twitter and Instagram at geek to Me Radio, I'll post some of this stuff later on and we were able to sit down and chat with Lauren Lester here's that interview
4: so we are down at Wizard World St. Louis we're talking to Lauren Lester the voice of I'm gonna say Nightwing because I love Nightwing he's probably I, I like him better than Batman I'll say it now that Kevin's not here um when when you first signed on to do the animated series obviously we started as robin
2: did they talk about by the way we'll probably transition to nightwing was that ever in the cards when you first came in for it no that was i don't even know if they had plans originally to do that because that happened i guess after two or three seasons and so when that finally happened it was quite a surprise to me and they 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 played a trick on me andrea romano who's the director called me up and said i have some good news and some bad news the good news is that no the bad news is you're not going to be Robin anymore and of course I what? (laughs) and she said the good news is you're now going to be Nightwing so I was you know
4: promoted first I went through the floor then I went (laughs) through the ceiling (laughs) so I know Kevin had said before that he wasn't familiar with Batman at all before he took the part was that the way with you? were you a comics guy?
2: Not a comic book guy at all. Uh, The only thing I knew about Batman and Robin was that wonderful show in the 60s. I was obsessed with that show. as a very little kid, you know, and I just couldn't wait for it. It was Tuesdays and Wednesdays, you know. They would have, you know, a cliffhanger on Tuesday and what would happen on Wednesday. So that's really all that I knew about the Batman world.
4: So did seeing Burt Ward as Robin, how did that influence your
2: portrayal your take on the character very much influenced the voice i mean if you listen to my voice uh uh, there's a little hint of burt ward in there has to be has to be even
4: casey Kasem had a little bit of burt ward when he did the series in the 80s super friends
2: that's right casey (laughs) case Hey, come on, Batman, let's go back to the Batcave.
4: (laughs) So when you did Nightwing, then when you transitioned, what process did you kind of, obviously you had to be a little bit older, so I guess a little deeper in your register. Was there anything else?
2: Well, uh, I kind of took the cue from Kevin, because Nightwing wants to be on, on the same level as Batman. So I took his sort of lower tone and his more steady, quiet tone. And use that. As opposed to Robin, who was like, up here, you know, crazy, you know. Right. Or like Casey Kasem. <laughs> Come on, Batman, let's go. And you've done a
4: lot of live action acting uh, on, uh, I think you are an episode of uh, Parenthood and stuff like that. So do you prefer one of the other voiceover actors? They seem to, sometimes they prefer the voice, sometimes they like the live acting. Do you have a preference?
2: I like any work (laughs) I love working so uh, I've been really fortunate been really lucky because I get to do both and so wherever the work goes, that's where I cope. So this this year I have two films coming out and I did two TV shows on on camera. And also the wonderful Batman and Harley Quinn movie are coming out. So it's all happening this year. Two TV shows and two movies coming out this year. Uh, the two TV shows are Scorpion on CBS and uh, I'm Dying Up Here, which I'm very excited about. It's a, it's a comedy that takes place in the 70s and it's about 70s comics. And I play kind of a low-life agent. It's really fun. And then uh, two movies coming out. One is called, um Tragedy Girls which is a horror comedy movie sort of like Mean Girls meets Friday the 13th <laughs> and uh Reality Queen which is a uh, a uh, mockumentary about a woman who wants to be the greatest reality queen on earth and I'm her I'm her assistant let's put it that way
4: Scorpion has a great uh, it's an action packed show uh how is that working on that what uh, on that show
2: blast absolute blast
4: And I noticed you're one of those distinct people who had the honor of being both a bat villain and a hero because you voiced Man-Bat.
2: That's right, and that was kind of a surprise to me because uh, I didn't know uh, even what project I was working on because they don't tell you. It's a big secret. Right. So uh, I knew, you know... Manbad has to do something with the Batman world and I didn't even know Kev, if Kevin was in it or not and uh, yeah so it was fun playing Kurt Langstrom and, uh, and then Man bat it was a very dramatic very very dramatic scene I loved playing it it was, it was really a challenge
4: so I love asking uh, voice actors as well how do you come up with your process for how each character is going to sound like what's your process for finding that voice
2: I always take my cue from the script because a lot of times they'll give <laughs> you A page long description of what they want, and it's like all over the place, and you really can't tell from there what they want because I don't think they know quite what they want yet. So I read the script, and I just like when I'm an actor on stage or an actor in a film, if it's a good script, your cues, your clues, and your cues are all there.
4: Perfect. That's very succinct. So, Lauren Lester, thank you very much. We'll look forward to those movies coming out soon. Thanks for joining us. Great. Uh, Thank you. And that was Lauren Lesser, voice
1: of Robin. And as I said, Nightwing, because I like Nightwing. Who doesn't? Uh, Robin has, uh, you know, matured. He's now Nightwing. But we've also got that Teen Titans, the Judas contract out on Blu-ray DVD. You can go check that out uh, if you're wanting your DC comic fix, if you're missing the Batman animated series. We are going to go to another break. We'll be joined in the next segment by Casey Walsh from the Geeks Worldwide. Stand by. You're listening to geek me Radio.
0: This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of
5: Batman. You're listening to geek to me Radio.
1: I tried Kevin Conroy, one of the stars. You can come down here this weekend and see it. Wizard World St. Louis, where we're broadcasting live. And I was tickled pink that he did that bit of voiceover for me. Hopefully you're going to get an entire sit-down interview with Kevin Conroy tomorrow, which I'll be probably having for you uh, in an upcoming show as well. But right now, we are going to go... And be joined by Casey Walsh from the Geeks Worldwide, giving us this week in Geek.
3: Casey, how are you? Good. How are you, James? I'm jealous that you had a convention this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down here at Wizard World, so I'm I'm talking on the phone, and Joey V is back at the station in between us, uh, putting the connection through.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. Uh, I love conventions at Wizard World last week, so I had a blast. So, and a little bit of in uh, you- the you I guess.
1: You were at WonderCon, uh, too. Uh, I, I haven't actually had a chance to talk you. It's been such a busy month. How'd WonderCon go?
3: Yeah, it was good. Um, it's getting crowded uh, as as this genre thing gets more and more popular, but uh, it, was, it was fine. It was kind of your typical WonderCon L.A. show.
1: Right. Yeah, it looked like you had a lot of fun. I saw some of the uh, the pictures and everything, so it's pretty cool that, uh, you know, I guess if we're by coastal if you count the Mississippi as a coast, because you're out there and I'm here, so...
3: <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, we got everywhere covered.
1: <laughs> so, uh, what's going on? Uh, we haven't talked to you for a while. So what's been, uh, what's been new in the world of geek?
3: I guess the biggest thing, uh, we had a couple of trailers dropped since the last of my talk. I would, I would still, the biggest one that everyone wants to talk about is the justice league trailer. Yes. Since
5: yeah, that was,
3: uh, look at... go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I okay, we got our first look at uh, Zack Snyder's, our first full look at Zack Snyder's kind of Justice League, and it looks like it's going to be a typical kind of team movie, Batman playing the team together and then going off to fight a big bad villain.
1: Yeah, again, I'm, I've got hopes. Uh, I want we we keep saying this. I feel I want DC movies to be good. Um, the trailer it's inspired some confidence in me. Um, I'm still a little concerned about. Uh, some aspects of it, but again, I really wanted to do well, and I'm hoping that Wonder Woman kind of launches them forward, uh, and then the Justice League just picks right up
3: there. Yeah, the, I, I think the biggest takeaway from the trailer was for everybody who was Aquaman, but man, that's a that's a huge character change for him considering his comic book origins. So it does feel like we're gonna get something different uh, for for comic book fans out there. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. I know just from
1: the the stuff I've seen on Twitter and uh, Facebook, a lot of people are looking forward to seeing Jason Momoa as Aquaman. He uh, he certainly looks the part. Uh, some people are upset. Well, isn't that blonde hair? Well, I, but I think it, it, he looks like he's got the gravitas to pull that role off.
3: Yeah, he I, he is seems to be the he's to be the jokey quipster, one of the bunch. Although they all had kind of their own jokes in that trailer. That's one thing I also took away. There's a lot more humor in that trailer, especially.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that maybe that's what was one of the complaints. So maybe they're listening. Cause that was one of the complaints is it was so dark and everything. So gloomy. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe they're, they're listening to the fans. That'd be great.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like, you only hope, right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, another big trailer out this week was, or not this week, but between our little break was, uh, Spider-Man homecoming. We got another, our first kind of full look at that, uh, and kind of, a Dive into Peter Parker's world, but with also a lot of Iron Man and some some surprises as well.
1: Yeah, I've uh, I, I like the look of the trailer. I'm, I'm very excited for this movie, especially now that Marvel has the uh, kind of creative control back uh, that from that deal they brokered with Sony. Um, I hope they don't do too much Iron Man because I want a Spider Man movie, not a Marvel team up movie.
3: Yeah, I mean this is this trailer was very Iron Man heavy, and that's, that's the one thing I could think about. That's probably what it would be. Um, but, man, I love that vulture design and his costume and his, like, wings and how he looks like this badass fighter pilot. And It also sounds like they're going to bring in a damage control as a, t- as a company that Tony Stark kind of put together and found. And it's, it's kind of the basis for the plot of this movie.
1: Yeah, and I like uh, everything I've seen so far of Michael Keaton as the vulture, too, has been uh has been very cool. I'm I'm glad that they picked him for the role because at first I felt like he was in and no he's not attached to it and now he's back and uh so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how he does as the big bad for the movie.
3: Yeah, I just really hope they don't kill him off. because uh, I I think that's one thing that Marvel kinda does poorly. They kill off their villains. At least all the movies kinda do. And I'd really like to see him back as part of the, the Sinister Stick for the future.
1: Yeah, if they if they go forward with a Sinister Six movie, yeah, they've already laid some decent groundwork and Marvel is good obviously at laying the groundwork out. So if they if they do decide to move forward, that like you said, hopefully they don't kill the vulture off. We can see him in an upcoming film.
3: Yeah, it's super exciting. That's the movie I'm really looking forward to. I think the movie is gonna win over this film, is Spider Man for sure. So I know another
1: uh, bit of news that came out while we were uh, on a break here was the uh, Joss Whedon and Batgirl.
3: Yeah, that was a kind of surprising take, uh, a turn. That I, think, I don't think a lot of people expected, considering Whedon was a huge, normal guy, and now he's seemingly j- jumping ship over to D.C. And I think just the fact that he's over there, they are just giving him full creative control of that project. And I think that they're kind of uh, in desperation at this point. I need, I need something to stick. But again, another weird choice. Like, why why Batgirl? You know, you have all these other iconic kind of heroes. Why are you digging so, so uh, deep into your roster?
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's not because the, the sales on the Batgirl comics have been very solid coming out of the new 52 and especially into Rebirth. And my first question was, because I, I didn't look at it too closely, was which Batgirl are we getting? Because I would love to see a Cassandra Kane Batgirl movie,
3: uh, but they you know, confirmed that it, they are going with... Yeah, you're getting the new 52 version, right? Right, yeah.
1: Evidently, they're, they're, they're borrowing it heavily from uh, Gail Simone's uh, stories and ideas for Batgirl, so it will be kind of like what we've been seeing lately of uh, the Barbara gordon Batgirl, which I'm fine, and then when they put Joss Whedon, if they're giving him control, I mean, we know he does female characters well. I don't want to hear any back talk about Well, Black Widow and Avengers, that was already an ensemble movie. It's not like he torpedoed a Black Widow movie, Uh, you know, with all the stuff going on. Scarlett Johansson herself came out and defended what happened in that movie, uh, Avengers 2, um, which I think everyone will admit was not the best Marvel movie to date, but it it certainly wasn't worthy of all the scorn that it received. But yeah, I think uh, Joss Whedon knows how to write strong female characters with Buffy, with
3: Dollhouse. Uh, that we've seen. So I've got
1: uh, a good feeling if he's in creative control of it.
3: Yeah, it would be interesting again to see kind of his humor brought to the scene because that totally that's just not how the DCE has shaped up. And he's mm-hmm. totally kind of not the director that they would seem to be going for. So it's interesting to see how his, his movie differs from what we've seen so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to
1: that too. Uh, I think I'm just going to double check because uh, I will probably I don't have the clock in of me. I'm not in the studio, unfortunately, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that we're due for a break. Do you mind sticking with us for the last segment? Yeah, absolutely. OK, uh, we are going to go to break again. We're down here live at Wizard World. Come find me. It's like where's Waldo, except with someone who's not as attractive. Uh, you have to find me and come down here and say hi to Michael Rooker and Sean Gunn and Gene Simmons and everyone else. We are Wizard World. We'll be right back with more after this.
5: This is Nichelle Nichols, and you're listening to geek to me Radio.
1: The lovely Nichelle Nichols, Lieutenant Uhura from the Star Trek original series and movies, of course. She's also down here at Witherworld, St. Louis. You can come down and meet Peter Tork from The Monkees. Uh, they've got a huge lineup. You can see Evan Peters from American Horror Story and, of course, X-Men Days of Future Past. Come on down, Wizard World St. Louis, down here at the Convention Center, right off of Washington Avenue, and you would know about this if you downloaded the Nerd Out app. Go onto your smart device, your mobile phone, your tablet, your iPad, download the Nerd Out app, and it will give you a list of things that are going on in your area, like Wizard World St. Louis or the upcoming Wizard World Minneapolis. It's going to feature the 12th Doctor, Peter Capaldi, uh, which is very exciting news. That just came out this week. So there's all sorts of things you can do. Create your own profile download pictures of cosplay, check out escape rooms in the area, the Nerd Out app, download it now for your iPhone or smart device. Casey, in the last couple of minutes we have her, what's another uh, big story we can cover?
3: Uh, I think this, but it mentioned that we got a trailer for the reboot of It, and it is literally breaking the Internet. Uh, it's one of the most watched trailers ever, um, and it looks scary as all heck.
1: I, I would hope so. I mean, they're, they're, the, the original was terrifying, I saw it as a child, obviously. But still, it's one of those, when you go back and watch it, it's got some very creepy images. So the bar was already set pretty high. So they, they need to knock this one out of the park. I'm glad to hear that the trailer is doing so well.
3: Yeah, it looks like they're going to break up. I mean, the original was a TV movie. I think it was like four hours or something like that uh, over a couple of nights. And this one's going to be broken up. And it looks like it two movies, so the first part will be the kid's story for when they were kids and then the second part would be when they're adults. Uh, yeah. The, and the, the trailer, it's, it's absolutely terrifying.
1: And, and I can't remember the, the, who, who's playing the clown. It was Tim Curry in the original. I can't remember the person's name.
3: Uh, scars guard. Scar- is it with, uh not, yeah. uh, not the true blood one. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I know which one you're talking about now. I can picture him now. I just couldn't get the, uh, yeah, that's, that's correct. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's done fairly good before. I think, uh, they he wouldn't have signed on to the project if he wasn't sure it was gonna be a hit.
3: Yeah, Bill Skarsgård. Yes. Yeah, I think it could it could uh, kind of reinvigorate kind of the kid horror genre. Remember when we were kids there was always those movies like Starring Kids and there were horror movies. I feel like you don't do that more <laughs> like everything was kind of like a like a torture porn movie or or something of that uh nature. So maybe this could bring back kind of the kid kid horror film.
1: Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Cause, uh, yeah, like I said, the original it, I remember watching it, I think it was on ABC. I feel, uh, it was a two night event thing and boy, that was just terrifying. I couldn't go take a shower on my own. I had to like have all the lights on and someone right outside the door talking to me the entire time from that scene when the little kid was in the shower and he comes
3: up through the floor drain. Yeah. I'm still a terrified of clowns these day. Just wouldn't even call it any better. Uh, that's because of that original movie. So I, I, I hope this one kind of invokes that same joy in, in today's youth.
1: And speaking of Tim Curry, I want to mention, too, uh, give a last plug for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. They're doing a live event down here at the Convention Center tonight, 7 p.m. If you heard uh, Barry Bostwick in our first segment, he's going to try to Skype in. So he had to cancel at this because of an event he's doing. Uh, but he's going to try to Skype in to the event. So you can uh, come down here, get your tickets. 7 p.m. tonight for the Rocky Horror Picture Show Extravaganza. Casey, let everybody know where they can find you.
3: You can find us at the underscore GWW and at the GWW.com.
1: Casey Walsh, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you, James. Have a good one. You too. And we are signing off. If you want to come down to Wizard World tonight and tomorrow, check it out. WizardWorld.com slash St. Louis want to thank our sponsors again historic for sponsoring the show check out their website and uh, head down there it's a great day take your dog for a walk historic st that's all from us we'll talk to you next week
5: that's a Thank you, downtown St. Louis. Good night.